Welcome to the Issues of Sports. I am your host, Evan Makovsky. Emac, I'm back. Emac here, along with the rude dog, Rudy Reyes. And we are doing a part two of the story with Jeff Saturday being named the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I was on the rude dog show earlier in the week about this and he floated this topic to me and I was like, "Eh." but we did the show and then I've watched kind of the furor build that Saturday has gotten this job as Colts head coach. And I called rude dog and I said, we need an emergency podcast. That's right. An emergency is good. (laughs) Emergency issues of sports. We need a part two because I didn't even realize during part one, how deep and upset people are. And rude dog was upset. I kind of was like, okay, let's just see. He's got no head coaching experience. Let's see what happens. But boy, after watching Thursday night football last night, the post game show, and a lot of the players were upset. Tony Gonzalez seemed to be okay with it. Let's see what he can do. I heard Jeff Saturday's comments. Hey, you know, if I can do it, I can do it. I'm not afraid. Uh, But maybe I won't be any good. But then Joe Thomas has come out the great recently a few within the last few years retired Cleveland Browns offensive lineman he'll be in Canton one day and he has expressed outrage over this hire how insulting it is to not just players to people who have paid their dues coaching to ins- to assistant coaches and then and then they did another they did it one better here cuz Saturday named Parks Frazier as the offensive coordinator and he has been serving as the Colts passing game specialist and assistant quarterbacks coach and usually you don't get he's been serving under Frank Reich who's been calling the plays usually you don't get go to offensive coordinator from that and and listen Sean McVay is a young guy he took the Rams job he's won a Super Bowl he's been to two Super Bowls it's not about age here the real issue that seems to really be getting under people's skin is the lack of experience rude dog it's been experienced from the onset Jeff Saturday has no head coaching experience whatsoever now high school doesn't count College he was only 20 and 16, by the way, I believe, in it, high school. That's correct. Okay. And, and not only that, but you look at the head coaching experience, which is none. So he's been basically inserted to upsend everyone and basically upset everyone who's been involved in the process from the word go, who served under Frank, Frank Reich's reign. And sadly enough, when you stick a guy in that type of situation, yeah, you could have two opposite sides of the fence. Ah, he'll be fine, Sean McVay. But Sean McVay had coaching experience and had coaching experience, whereas Jeff Saturday, who'll be playing on Sunday against the Raiders, uh, <laughs> has found a way to basically, and I don't mean him specifically. I mean, he's a great guy, nine-time Pro Bowler, you know, a Super Bowl winner. He's played with Peyton Manning, you know, uh, Edger and James. I mean, the, the guy's been in the league for some time. But still. Still no head coaching experience. So it makes me wonder, EMAC, not to be confused with the Big Mac, but bigger than the Big Mac is the EMAC. Uh, What does this look like for the Colts moving forward? Do they get the W against the Raiders? Or is this the same old, same old now that Parks Frazier is offensive coordinator calling the plays? Well, I, I think um, success will will dictate that. And, and those, if, if Saturday's successful here and he 
has a good end of the season. People might think that experience is overrated. If not, it's kind of, I told you so. But what Joe Thomas said is, and again, you, you Saturday's credentials, he's the center, he works with the quarterback, kind of just like, like in the NBA, and I'm going off on a little tangent here, I'm not trying to make an analogy, but point guards, a lot of times like Jason Kidd or Steve Nash, they're considered coaches on the floor and they, they get coaching jobs right out of their playing careers without having to serve as assistant coaches like many Many do. So maybe because Saturday's connected to the quarterback who's kind of the coach on the field, so to speak, with football. But what what Joe Thomas said is you can't have your drinking buddy and name him head coach of the football team. You're disrespecting everybody. You're disrespecting the profession. You're disrespecting people who, and, and this does happen in other lines of work. I'm sure you, you know, you've, you've been around the block, worked in different careers where you'll see why does this person get one job or not? Sometimes if you're super good looking and it's a sales job or, I mean, you see, you see those kinds of things, but what Thomas was saying is like NFL head coaches. I mean, like if you go back, like Joe Gibbs, Jimmy Johnson, they slept in, in their offices and, and, and they had no lives. And to think that you can just yank somebody off the street and say, you're going to be an NFL head coach is a disservice to everybody who's paid their dues and including players buying on to you. And, and also it's kind of just a disservice to you know, paying your dues, period. Well, and you, well, well, you, you have to pay your dues, Evan. I think more, more importantly, you, uh, let's, let's take a step back because you had mentioned uh, Steve Nash, whose job in Brooklyn has gone to an end. And so he no longer is a coach, whereas Jason Kidd's still the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. So you can have the apple and orange argument. Well, they, they both grow on trees. Doesn't mean one's going to be bigger than the other. They're both going to drop off at some point. Question is whether or not Jeff Saturday will do enough this season to prolong any type of head coaching tenure with Jim Ursay as his quote-unquote drinking buddy uh, moving forward into 2023-2024. I think it's really dependent on what transpires from this halfway part of the season on forward to determine whether or not Jeff Saturday can continue coaching on Sundays. Well, Joe Thomas, again, and I'm not trying to make him drive it, but he is a high profile and he played 11 years for Cleveland, six different NFL coaches. And, and just to, I think he hits on here. What's so objectionable. He says, one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my entire life to the commitment, the lifestyle, the experience that it takes to be an NFL coach, any coach must much less the head football coach of the Indianapolis Colts. You've got to be kidding me that this is something that Jim Ursay and Jeff Saturday, who's not blameless for accepting the job, could have talked and decided this was not the best thing for the Indianapolis Colts at this juncture of the season. The disrespect that NFL coaches have to feel when they saw this hire was made was made as higher than almost anything I can ever possibly remember in the NFL, Thomas said. Uh, when I saw it, I thought it was a joke. It was the most egregious thing I can ever remember happening in the NFL. And I went one in 31 my last two years 
in the NFL. I think the question here and last night on the post-game show is Saturday. Thomas says he's not blameless. I would say he is blameless. I would disagree with Thomas there. He's not, he, he has a right. If he, he gets this opportunity to take this job and if the, and if he fails, I don't think it, I, 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 he won't continue on. Obviously he probably won't get another NFL anything, but this goes on Jim Irsay to me, not Jeff Saturday. Well, it it does land on Jeff Saturday. And here's why Jeff Saturday, as, as he eloquently stated, and Joe Thomas never been known for a man of short words. He's always long winded, but there was something that I took out of that in, in regards to if Jeff Saturday himself accepted the position, he accepts responsibility for the team's performance. That's what a head coach does. That is their designation. Win or lose, ask Bill Cower of the Pittsburgh Steelers, how many losing seasons did he have until he actually finally won one? Do you know why that is? Because the organization decided that he had done enough, and every single season, even trips to the Super Bowl, they did not win against Dallas and Tempe, uh, Arizona, who found a way to get it done at Super Bowl Forty. So if he accepted the job. He accepts full and adulterated responsibility for those actions of those players moving forward. Now, will Jim Irsay give him a pass because he's a midseason head coach? Sure, probably. I think anybody would at this juncture in the season because I personally have the Colts picked to winning the AFC South. And now they're in the dumpster. Uh, and it's gonna it's just a huge dumpster fire. People keep throwing logs in. I think I think Jeff Saturday probably threw in the biggest log of all by accepting the responsibility of this organization. So let me ask you this, and this is not gonna be a one-to-one analogy. I don't even know since Dick Clark passed away who does Dick Clark's Ryan rock, Seacrest. Right, it's Ryan Seacrest, right? Correct. Okay, so it's Ryan Seacrest. So if they said to you, rude dog and, and and you're in the business you're in broadcasting so maybe this isn't a great analogy but they said ryan is gonna you know he's dealing with some stuff so we want you to host ryan seacrest rock and eve on abc and bring in the new year and do the, turn the clock do the countdown to 2023 would you say no would you say you know what i don't really have that tv experience you know i i, I don't feel like necessarily that yeah yeah and let's say they were going to offer you you know four hundred thousand dollars for the night to do that or something like you probably get more than that if you're ryan seacrest but i the the point is so if you're going to say jeff saturdays has to carry the blame and i'm not saying you don't but you don't have you haven't hosted something like that before because i'd probably i'm not going to lie I would say yes, and I would go out there, and if I bombed, I bombed. I would take the four hundred grand. I don't think I, I'm anything like, like saying that I like. Do you think I have some sort of oath of responsibility if they're going to offer me that job to to say no? No, you know well, what? Hey, there's those, problem. The, the, the problem I have with that analogy is that you're talking apples and oranges because and here's here's because look. Ryan Seacrest himself isn't coaching anyone. He's not responsible for anything other than what he does individually. So if he fails individually, that means he lost out individually. This is not a, well, I'm going to blame the casting director or I'm going to blame the producer. You could blame the cameraman. You could blame. You you blame blame, whoever you want. But at the end of the day, if you bring on someone who's in a drunken stupor about three years ago, Mariah Carey, who clearly and obviously forgot the words to a song that she wrote, that she wrote. (laughs) 
Whose responsibility does that fall on? Yours, if you're Ryan Seacrest, or Mariah Carey's, but, or the guy who gave her the booze. Uh, it's Mariah are, Carey at the diff- end of the day. Those no, are diff- you're adding but, in but, elements but, but of. But she's of, still one person. But she still has responsibility to herself. I'm, Ryan Seacrest also has responsibility to himself. But, right? But, but we're talking about whether Saturday should say no to he this should have. opportunity. He should have said no. He should have said no. He should have said but, no. But would you say no? To uh, it, it does. If I knew it, that I wasn't ready, I would say no. Absolutely, you Ten would. Times, four hundred grand. Absolutely, it's, it's because it's not about money. It's about maintaining your integrity. Because if he if he bombs, you're, you're this so season, you're so low. You're not even on the coaching. You're not even on the the Dick Clark Rock and Eve radar because <laughs> nobody. You're, we just picked you out of nowhere and basically did an American Idol and we're just throwing you out there and we're paying you. You would say no to the four hundred grand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I know that I'm not prepared for that moment. I know that I'm not prepared to host you might be, such though. a maybe world. Maybe you are. Event. Well, what if- maybe so. But is mm. Jeff? But has Jeff Saturday been determined as the best possible uh, candidate for this position with the Indianapolis Colts? The obvious answer is no. It's easy for Jim Ursay to say, okay, yeah, well, you know, he's ready to go and he's going to be this guy that no, there are more experienced guys, guys that are already currently inside of the cult system that'd be better suited to handle what Jeff Saturday is about to embark on because of their familiarity, because of their understanding, because they know these guys. Yeah, fine. So Jeff Saturday's coming in, nighttime pro bowler, blah, blah, blah. Do you really think these players are going to respect him the same way that they had for a running back coach or a wide receiver coach or tight end coach or position coach of any kind? Absolutely you, not. You want Saturday to say, He's getting kind of the break. If he has any interest in coaching, he's getting the break of his life, like just a fast track to be the head coach. You want him to say, say no to something that could. It it has the propensity. It has the propensity. Just like I do. If I say yes to ABC. I, I just, that's where I differ. I don't think, I don't think if I'm, it's not about money. I know, but it's not just about money. It's about Saturday. I don't know what his real disposition is towards being a head coach, but maybe it's something he wants to get into. And he just got offered a lottery ticket. An opportunity of a lifetime, a blank check. Yes. And you want him to say, even though, even though you're correct, that's where why I'm saying it falls to Jim Ursay. Everything the players not uh, the upset that the all the other coaches have that that I don't think that that Saturday did anything but take a job. Well, Jim Ursay himself basically told with 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 that hire, there were so many signals that he sent forth in that. Um, you be quiet. You shut your mouth. You have no position. You have no business saying anything. You don't matter. And that's ultimately the message that he is sending to the rest of that coaching roster. That's a bad taste in a guy's mouth. It's just, it just is. They spent 15 years in the NFL hoping one day, maybe get an opportunity. You know how many division two coaches would just give their, give their children for an opportunity like that or, or sell their Mercedes or their, or their yacht or whatever else to get a shot like Jeff Saturday had, who has the coaching experience, maybe not the NFL level, but coaching experience is better than having no experience at all. And Jeff Saturday's position is I'm a player. Okay? What about, what Great. about, I understand. I understand he lacks. What about 
Parks Frazier, who, again, has been promoted to offensive coordinator. He's, again, it's not about age. He's 30 years old, but he's coming from, he's coming from passing game specialist and assistant quarterbacks coach. He's not even the quarterbacks coach, and now he's the offensive coordinator. That's another one that seems to be, a, a head scratcher and, and Frazier says the mentality of football players is next man up. So when you're playing the game, you're constantly thinking I've got to be ready to go, even though it's not my time. So in coaching, that's been my approach, whatever role I was in when I was Frank's assistant, he has worked for Reich for four or five years. I was taking the approach to the job as if I was the head coach, what would I do when I was the assistant quarterbacks coach? I'm watching and thinking, what would I do if I was in, the offensive coordinator's position. So he's assuming play calling. So that's another, uh, maybe not, you know, along the chain of command pecking order type move right there. Well, not really, but look at it like this. He has experience. He's a former quarterback at Murray State. So he Mm -hmm. brings experience to the position. So it's not as if he's a foreign candidate who has no clue uh, and he thinks that an NCAA regulated football is an NFL regulated football. He obviously clearly knows the difference and then some between the Yeah, but the he's two. doing a job now that like Norv Turner did for the Dallas Cowboys. Before. I mean, he got fired from a lot of head coaching jobs, but yeah. he was a he was a prolific offensive coordinator at different times. He, you know, you have names on the defensive side like Wade Phillips, and who's been a head coach, but has also been, you know, even as recently as the last time Denver won a Super Bowl, he was the defense coordinator so I'm saying he's still getting promoted up to a high position as offensive coordinator and he's not you know he's he's not even the quarterbacks coach he's the assistant quarterbacks coach well because he's had experience in the system the play calling and the reception of the play calling in regards to the players receiving the formation calls called into their helmet and albeit whether it's Matt Ryan from where rumors are at and you can always dive into the rumor mill if that is what turns you on or you sleep better at night. Matt Ryan will assume the starting role uh, under center for the Colts. Um, so it's the reception that these players will hear um, his uh, Frazier's uh, voice inside of their head and in their headset. So it may be received a little bit differently. Um, I don't know that they're going to achieve the same desired results, even with Parks Frazier being. The, uh, the the signal caller, play caller, whatever you want to call these guys nowadays, because so many different positions, special assistant to the assistant or whatever you want to call it. Um, but 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 he has some experience, so he's not coming in cold. Um, he's familiar with the players. He's familiar with the offensive system. Um, all I know is that he has his work cut out for him, but he has less work cut out for him than Jeff Saturday does. He, he wasn't the first choice. No. Also, after the Colts fired offensive coordinator Marcus Brady, Two weeks ago, leaving the team with limited options for their final eight games. Uh, they initially targeted veteran quarterbacks coach Scott Milanovic for the job, according to sources, but he was not interested and turned it down. But it does, you're saying you can deal with the offensive coordinator. You cannot deal with with the Saturday hiring. That's, that's probably where I'm leaning towards, only based on the, the experience factor, not only as a player, but that transition from being an NFL or excuse me, an NCAA quarterback coach or a quarterback at Murray State to now 
uh, being and, and assuming different roles and positions within one NFL organization. So it's more easily recognizable. It's more palatable for other players, including whoever starts under center this Saturday against the Raiders. Uh, and, and moreover, this will hopefully give some type of fluency because we know that the running game has not been there. Protection up front for any quarterback under center for the Colts has not been there either. Um, I, I just think that this this may be an experiment that, and I could be completely wrong, and I can I'll, I'll eat my words at the end of the day. Just put a little salsa on it, and I'm good to go. But you know, at the end of the day, I don't think this is going to work out the way Jim Irsay had hoped, despite me hoping that it works out for the organization. And Jeff Saturday has done enough, along with Parks Frazier, moving forward to be those, you know, a uh, regular season head coach and maybe the offensive coordinator. You pointed out earlier that Sean McVay had, you know, he's one of the youngest coaches in the NFL, still one of the youngest coaches in the NFL. Uh, he's dealing with a slightly different scenario with the L.A. Rams uh, this season than he did last season. Losses of Von Miller and um, no protection for Matt Stafford and running game all not that great and so on and so forth. But um, it's, this is not about age, it's about experience. Jeff Saturday brings player experience, not coaching experience, whereas Parks Frazier brings what he needs, and that is the offensive playbook come Sunday. And though the Indianapolis Colts sit at 3-5-1, and one, they're in second place in the AFC South because it's a very bad division. The Titans are in first place at 5-3, and three, and then you have in third place the Jaguars at 3-6 and six, and the Texans in last 1-6-1. One, and one. So maybe if uh, Saturday can put it together here, maybe they, they win the division and, and, and get a playoff spot and then and, – and then what are you going to say, Rude Dog? What are you hey, going to say then? Hey, maybe so, but you know what? All I would want if I was the head coach of any NFL team, I'll be happy with a 500 season. There are other coaches in the NFL that won't have that luxury of saying we had a 500 season. And the Steelers are sort of one of those teams that are not in position to get a 500 season out of this team, which would be the first time Mike Tomlin has failed to reach that point. And they do not necessarily have an easy schedule. You mentioned the, their – at the Raiders, then they host the Eagles, who are probably the best team in the NFC. The Steelers, okay, maybe that's 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 a winnable one. Then at Dallas, that won't be easy. At the Minnesota Vikings, hosting the Chargers, at the New York Giants, and then they finish off the season with the Houston Texans. They really don't have an easy game there until the Texans. No, and, and the unless Texans you want to call the Steelers else? easy, but I'm not. No, I wouldn't call. Them I don't think that so. For the Colts. TJ Watts coming back. <laughs> so yeah. it's going to be a little bit more difficult for defenses. And with T.J. Watt on the field, they get a lot more pressures, a lot more sacks, and a lot more hurries with him versus without him. So you do you, uh, do you see a, a – I see two, 500 season for the Colts. That's what I'm looking for. So that, mean, that means if they're 3-5-1 and one, that you think Saturday will have a winning record. Yeah. You do? It looks great on paper. But that might be just good enough, though, no? That's right. And I, I would agree with you. I think that's more than enough. So when, what does that, what does that, that mean? What does that mean if the Colts are not, uh, if Saturday has a, they perform apart or no, if, they, if Saturday <laughs> doesn't fall apart, if they perform over 500 under him, what does that mean? That means he could be around to pick the next quarterback uh, for the Indianapolis Colts in the 2023 NFL so draft. Basically what you're saying is you don't like the hire, but you think for some reason it may 
work out here. And I, I still think he's got a, a tough schedule, but you, you're saying you think, you think that it may work out here and, and he could be back. It's, it's, it's quite possible. But again, it's all about production. Just like you benching a player because of their lack of production. They don't produce, they don't belong on the field. They commit too many penalties on the field. They need to be benched. I mean, you have to know when to say when. And I don't know that Jeff Saturday has that kind of mentality or uh, these skill sets to know when to tell a guy, look, man, sit down. Just take well, a the, the owner, the owner is defensing, de- defending him fiercely. Obviously, it's his decision. So Saturday is going to be given every chance to succeed and, and the benefit of the doubt, I would think, from the sure. owner. But what goes on here? internally like you're saying between coaches you're not going to see that now it could it's going to manifest itself on the field maybe in poor play but you're not going to see that necessarily on television that the other coaches are steaming about the Saturday hire they're not going to say anything no. to the media no. so so this is it's just an interesting move it's a surprising move and i think that that's that's a that's enough here on the issues of sports. We, we got this out of our system on this emergency podcast. I feel better I, now. Yeah. I, 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 I think, I think I'm going to be able to sleep in on Saturday. <laughs> so let me get it off for Rudy rude dog Reyes. I am Evan Emac Makovsky. Thank you for listening to the issues of sports and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, check it out. Throw Evan a follow at Evan McCoskey and, of course, myself at Rude Dog Reyes. Find it on YouTube, and uh, I'll even post this on the RudeDogShow.com because I like it so much. We like it. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.